Broadcasting live from the center of the universe, it's business school without the BS. Featuring optometrist turned entrepreneur, Dr. Robert Zellner, with USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, Clay Clark. Hello, 918. Hello, Tulsa. Hello, people out there in Nashville, Tennessee. Thrivers out there in Fargo. Thrivers in Minneapolis. Thrivers who I recently met from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Baton Thrivers Rouge. in California. See, we have had so many people attend our in-person workshops from Las Vegas and California. My friend, it, it, it seems like California is calling you. You're being called to the coast, my man. I know. I'm so excited. On the first segment of, this, of today's show, if you missed it, you can always go to thrivetimeshow.com, where we put every show as a podcast. And guess what? They're very they're priced very affordable, Clay. Oh, yeah. yeah. The podcast, we, 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 did, I mean, we, we, we cut we, out the middleman. We cut out the middleman. Make and, it factory and, direct to you. <laughs> factory direct. They're actually free to download, of course. You can subscribe and you can share them with friends. But in the first segment, I talked about that I got the call, and I'm going to go out to Breeders' Cup, which ah. is a big horse race. It's a two-day two day event <laughs> at, at the track called Del Mar, where the surf meets the turf. Oh. And I'm so excited. So that's in a couple weeks, and I'm 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 jacked. I don't I don't I don't want you to, to cry on the air, but it is a if that's a beautiful gift right there. Someone just gave you Be- I mean, beautiful oh, gift. Yeah. You know you know and what else is a beautiful gift is is Coach Calvert with Score Basketball. Coach Calvert, how are you, my man? I'm good. I don't know that beautiful would be the way I describe myself. See, you know what's you. a ruggedly humble uh, and awesome <laughs> gift? What's that, uh, Coach Calvert? Oh, true that. Yeah, I tell you what, I just want to go and. I wonder, you know, I know that if I joined the New England Patriots NFL football team, yes. that even at 53 years of age, obviously Bill Belichick can take anybody and make them a superstar. You'd be a super slot just plug receiver. In. Just plug in. Yeah. yeah, probably a slot receiver, right? Yeah. I wonder if Coach Calvert is, is Belichick-esque. Could he take me and I'm in the NBA and say, I don't know, 90 days, 120 what three months? Coach, four how months? long would it take him to get to the NBA? I mean, <laughs> with his extensive I mean, soccer you, uh, background. I mean, you know how ORU has that expect a miracle on the side of their court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh-huh. may be what we have to do. Okay, oh. well, so you're saying so? What are the chances? I'd like one in a million. No, there's no chance. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Killer. not even coach, one. You're killing my dreams. Not you're killing my dreams, coach. I'm still waiting for my growth spurt. Are you? Uh, yeah, now, I think so. Yeah. Today we're talking about the art of getting things done. And move number four is you want to quit sort of participating in a bunch of things and fully participate in fewer things. So as an example, when I first won the Entrepreneur of the Year Award for the state of Oklahoma, I remember being called by the Junior Achievement, a fine organization, that asked me, could you come speak? I said, sure. Let's go do it. I remember I got called by the Rotary. Can you speak? I said, sure, let's go do it. I got asked by the chamber. Boom, boom, speaking, 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 boom. All of a sudden, you start getting paid to speak. Now you're speaking. Now the problem is your core businesses are suffering because you're not putting any attention on them. And now you're involved in a bunch of things. And I had to do a little timeout. And luckily, I caught it before it got too crazy. But I had to decide, you know what? There are some things I need to not participate in, such as the Homeowners Association. Get me off of that thing. See, I wanted to get off that ride as soon as I signed up for that thing. Oh, you love that kind of stuff. Listen, before we move on, I'd be remiss if I didn't say something about our last segment. Oh, yeah. It's burning. It's been burning through the break and everything I said. I thought, I've got to bring it up. I've got bring to say it up. something bring because it. it's, it's something that I feel passionate about. We talked about in the segment before uh, about... Your smartphone making you dumb. Yes. And one of the things out there, folks, you're listening. We've all seen it. We've all probably have done it. Oh. Um, and that is using that smartphone 
it's a very dumb thing to do when you're in a car and you're driving. You're, if you're driving, if, yes. you're not, if you're in the passenger or you're in the back seat, you know, phone up. Phone that thing up. Phone that up. But if you're driving, for goodness sakes, you know, they say it's a lot worse than drunk drivers because drunk drivers at least are driving kind of on the slower side of things because they're, right. you know, they're maybe weaving a little bit. But the, a texter is going full speed. And when they look down, you know, you travel so you travel so far, so fast, and you're, you know, that car stops in front of you. Next thing you know, you you rear ended, and people have been hurt. It's it's a horrible thing. So please, 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 don't be dumb with your smartphone and want to use it while you're driving. Now, I had to get the, I had to get that off my chest. So we're right just, here by a high school, and every day I leave, I don't know if you're the same way. But I see kids texting down that one road across the bridge just about every day that can I, I leave. And can I honk I, at them. I give them dirty looks. Can I tell you what, uh, I, what just, I do just, just to protect myself here, uh, Coach, and, and, and Dizzy? This is a safety tip I want to give to all the thrivers here. I, first off, I drive a Hummer. So if I get hit, it's kind of like, meh. meh. <laughs> Second thing is I never leave the building till about 5.30 when I know they're gone. Yeah. And then I wear a helmet, you know, and I bubble wrap my body. My entire body, you just bubble wrap. I wonder why that bubble wrap was that, showing up. Yeah, and it, 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 so far it's protected me because of I feel like I've got multiple layers. So that would be yeah. my. I, mean, I would even drive by a high school. I mean, if you if you're near a high school right now, what are you thinking? Pull over, get into the ditch, just jump into a bush and, and, and cr- climb up in a tree and just hide. Just hide. <laughs> just wait until they're done. Unbelievable. Now, move number four. You want to quit sort of participating in a bunch of things. Z, I'm sure you found yourself being asked to serve on. Committees, boards, associations, something that could be a time suck for you that's not going to help you achieve your goals, although it may be a worthy cause or a good organization, but it's not devoted towards helping Dr. Z get to where Dr. Z wants to go, which well, is California, to see the race. See the race. Well, and that's the thing you got to watch out for because you get asked, I get asked a lot to be on different boards and committees and things of that nature. And the first question out of my mouth is, is what's the time commitment? Oh. What do you What do you want from me? Every day we want to meet and talk about how we feel. That's all we well, want to do. There'll be an endless, uh, endless amount of emails and text messages that'll be popping up on your phone. A lot of daily. group emails, and uh, you'll have meetings. And then, so th- that's something you have to really take a look at because you go, "Oh yeah, that sounds fun. That sounds good." Or you bet, "Oh, I want to help. Yes, I want to, you know, rid the world of whatever. Or I want to help this." Or and then all of a sudden you realize the cap population too it, high. Cap population too high. I'm going to stop it. I'll join up this team. <laughs> so I'm joining the cap, the cat group. Um, so then what happens is, is that you join it, and the next thing you know, you're into it a couple of months, and you've gave your word. Now you've got the commitment, and you don't want to look like that we, guy. We need everyone to get t- 10 signatures uh, from people who have actually spayed or neutered their animals. Now, because a lot of people haven't done that yet, we're going to give you a home neutering kit, and you're allowed to go door-to-door to neuter at least 10 animals. Uh, and we like you to go twice to each animal just to be safe. Yeah, so just a sign you know. here. Uh, we'll get. I mean, no, you find yourself these endless tasks doing things that you don't remember signing up for. I'm telling you, that's what happens. That's what happens. And so you've got to ask yourself today, what are some things that you need to unsign up for, right? Now, move number five. I want to get coaches. I want to get coaches' take on this. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, you've got to tell me something. Yes. What was the worst committee? The worst group? The worst? The worst of the worst that you signed up for, and then you realized, OMG. Well, this is the this is the story, and it, it's it's sort of ridiculous, but I. I I'm just such an idiot. This is what happened. I was volunteering at Junior Achievement, and uh, the lady, uh, Miss Farquhar, asked me to speak for one hour a week. And I spoke. And then Farquhar? At the end of it, F-A-R-Q-U-A-R. At the end of it, some kids started I clapping. Her daughter. And she says, really? Kathy Farquhar's daughter? Mm-hmm. 
So she says, Rayleigh. she says, uh, 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 he trained her at scorebball.com. So what happens is she says, hey, you did a great job. Is there any way you could speak next week? The students really enjoyed the presentation, and they would love for you to come back. Well, one student emailed me and said, is my favorite teacher I've ever had, favorite volunteer, could you speak? So I'm like, well, okay, sure. So now I'm speaking, you know, twice you know, two hours a week. Well, the teacher uh, who was after that session in a different class, she goes, hey, my class, my planning period's different than hers. Could you speak to mine since you're already here? Yeah. Because I really enjoyed oh. it. Well, long story short, I'm not exaggerating. I literally was booked every single hour for one day a week at Junior Achievement, speaking out of complete obligation. But because they cheered, I thought, okay, I'll do it. So I'm speaking over and over. Oh, and what were you talking about? Uh, specifically, wanted me to teach entrepreneurship, how to start a business. Okay. And uh, and, and certain life skills. And because, and I will say, the byproduct is I got very good at public speaking as a result of doing that. But there were like weeks where I don't know that I saw my wife because I was like preparing for it the night before. Oh yeah. The next day, there's like 45 emails coming in, questions from the kids, and I'm responding to all oh, of them. Oh my. Pretty soon, I'm going. I'm a really good unpaid teacher that doesn't have a set <laughs> curriculum. I mean, it just it ends up being a time suck. And although those kids are valuable, it's about trade-offs. And what I did is I sacrificed major, I'm not, not exaggerating, major, major windows of time. Because me uh, for me, I, I'm a very uh, pr- preparation-heavy guy. Um, major portions of my weekend were being sacrificed for almost a year to prepare for an unpaid speaking event that didn't advance my family's F6 goals. Our goals for our faith, family, Finances, fitness, friendship, and fun, and that's and so you just got to ask yourself today: Are you drifting away from the achievement of your goals, or are you moving clearly towards those goals? Now, Z, move number five. You got to do hard things first, and your life will get easier. I want to get coaches' take on this. Coach, you talk about this a lot. Do hard things first, and your life will get easier. Do tell, my friend. Yeah, one of my favorite books is a book called "Do Hard Things" that I recommend every kid and every parent wear. Uh, read because kids are taught to uh, go to school and memorize and they aren't taught to do hard things. I think what we do as business owners is we get caught up in the everyday things, the easy things, the cleaning up our office, the making the simple phone calls, doing all the easy stuff that we, we fool ourselves that we're busy but we don't go do the really important things because it's easier just to do the day-to-day things. I agree with you, and I want to tap into your genius here. What are some hard things for you as a business owner that would be easy to uh, not do because it's easier just to do the easy things? Well, like right now, we're trying to train coaches, and so I am going through writing up everything that we do and writing it down on paper and getting it all perfected, and I would rather not do that. I would rather go clean my fingernails or I mean I would rather do anything than write and you know like you do with all your book writing and everything but it's that, the it's important not, stuff you don't for me want to, to do write right a now. curriculum I don't want to write a curriculum I don't want to write all the the um, how do we greet people how do we how do we greet people how do we um, uh, finish on things how do we uh, but you because you have more customers now calling scorebball.com than you can keep up with and so you have to decide are you going to start turning it down a lot of business and you already do turn down business for certain camps and events mm-hmm. or are you going to train the next level of coaches now see i want to ask you this when your optometry clinic got to a certain level where you could no longer see all the patients yeah. Did you like making operations manuals and handbooks and uh, checklists? I mean, did that make you purr like a cat, or was that something you didn't want to do? No, I didn't want to do. It, it was wow. just kind of busy work, and then you got to do it, then you got to go, oh, Billy. You know, Billy. It's, it's, it's really not fun. That's some of the minutia that's not the 
cool, sexy part of being kind of sexy. Yeah. Hey. Can I give you a confession, I'm Dr. Z. Z? Can I give you what? a confession? Yeah. What? I prefer minutia. I, I know, and that's why you and I make a good yin and yang. You, you I love, really do. You, you love getting in the weeds and doing that kind of stuff, and that's why I try to surround myself with guys that do like that. Weed pullers. Yeah, uh, and exactly. I mean this. I'm the guy who's writing in nine-point font on my to-do list, and you're the guy with the big vision, and I, I love the yin and the yang, and I just want to encourage everybody listening, you've got to be self-aware, and that's why I brought that up, because Dr. Z has helped me so much in my life, not through words as much as through demonstration. He has a big vision in his life, and I've seen that with the mentorship of your son, Bo. I yes. had a great talk with Bo during your birthday party. So while you were talking about your birth and having a party, celebrating your birth... I really I, don't remember a lot about my birth. I was very young at the time. <laughs> you were like, I just remember it was dark and weird. It no, was, it, was it was weird. It was a talk, and we just muted your mic so no one would hear your memories of coming out the birth canal. But anyway, I'm talking to your son, and uh, he was talking all about these principles that you've taught him and how much of an impact you made on his life, but you've been very principled about that. You had a big vision, but at the end of the day, you need people on your team to break down those tasks so that you could be free to do the things that you needed to do. And you've just... If you're a big vision guy... Find a small detail guy. And if you're a small detail guy, find a big vision guy. See, you got to do that. You, you've got to do that. you got to find the yin to your yang because none of us are programmed to be all the above. And so, you know, like me, I love marketing. I love writing my own ads. I love doing the, the marketing and buying it and negotiating that and doing the deals and then going and making the commercials. Yes. I enjoy that. And since I enjoy it, I, uh, you know, I, I'm good at it or I'm, I'm okay enough at it to do it. And, and therefore, you know, I, I don't have to hire that out. But come, people come to me all the time and they're like, I, that, that scares me. I don't want to do that. I go, well, then don't. Because there's a lot of. Do it. Yeah. Exacto mundo. Now, Thrive Nation, we come back, we're going to teach you more specific moves on the art of getting things done. And specifically, we're going to deep dive into stop lamenting about things. Stop fretting. Stop worrying. Just move on. Stay tuned to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. I'm a business coach. Go to ThriveTimeShow.com. And now back to the only business coach radio show that mentally intimidates Chuck Norris. This is me against the world. All right, T-Town, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And uh, in between the, in the kind of the commercial time there, in between segments here, uh, Eric Chupp, one of our business coaches, he, he, he snuck onto the show Inside the Box That Rocks to ask us tough, hard-hitting questions from actual business coach clients that we service there at thrivetimeshow.com. And I've been exploring a new nickname that, that, I feel like <laughs> that, that describes um, his legs smooth and his smoothness. <laughs> Okay. Overall, I, it's butter chup. Butter chup. I love it. Do you oh like that? I love it. Now, Chup, What's never up, s- butter chup? Is there any kind of song that. that you could do with that, Clay? Can you do something with that? Or I don't Why know. do you build me up, <laughs> butter chup, baby, when you let me down? Oh, I let feel whole. I am. Yeah, nice. <laughs> now, the thing is, I hope it's not weird. But right. I, that's um, that didn't go weird. No, no. We have. Would you, you comment on another man's smoothness of his legs? It's nothing weird about that. Well, I don't think. I was born that way, Clay. All right. Well, first off, I wasn't looking at it when you were in here. I watched the surveillance video for four hours to determine that. So right. we're, we're, 
No, <laughs> okay, but, just got no, no, see, I went to the Minnesota. They have a state fair up there in uh-huh. Minnesota, where yeah. I'm from. And they have a guy who carves things out of butter. He's a butter sculptor. Oh, That's what nice. he does. And, and, uh, and I feel like the best investment of marketing dollars that we could do would be to hire the best, the premier butter sculptor out there and to carve a replica of Eric Chup, the butter chup. Out of butter, do you, sir? Do you do you approve of that? I do, and you know what? You don't have to go all the way to Minnesota. We had a butter butter carver here in. No, we didn't in Tulsa. At the really? Tulsa State. Yes, it's yeah. too yeah. hot. They're, they're yes. All the good butter carvers are up north. Better no. that. I'll carve the butter. No, <laughs> I can do it. No, and, butter chup. And according to my staff, this is according to my staff. Okay. The fine lady that was the butter carver, I guess you'd call them, mm. is actually, I think, a patient of ours. Really? So, I think that's what one no. of my staff said. This, they, this, I, no, no, it's too, no, it's too, too easy. Good. That's too, too easy. So, so, so if I helped her see better, or if we as a team helped her see better, right. we had something to do with the carving of that butter. That's so, right. So that just kind of ties it all. I, so I say all that to say that you are now officially... Nicknamed Butter Chuck. I think that's. <laughs> I think that's where we're going with that I whole th- thing. Okay, okay, all right, I'll, all right, I'll so, run with it. I will so, run with it. So, Eric Butter Chuck, uh, could you go ahead and uh, <laughs> ask us your hard-hitting business coach question oh, of the day? Yeah, because we tol- could take you serious <laughs> now with the name Butter uh, Chuck. I'm totally on point now after all that. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I got one for you guys. Um, wanted to get everybody's take here on on the panel today about what the best move for getting past the gatekeeper when you're out running Dream 100 system or looking for referrals or new clients. What's the best moves you guys have found to get past? that gatekeeper and to the decision maker. I've got three. He's got three. Oh my gosh. Are you going to use all the good moves? Well, <laughs> this is one just, good move for me. Just jump okay, in right here. Just because I do this all the time with whenever we work with a business coach client, we help them. I just helped a client today do this and so it's it's just very systemic we can do it. One is write a script that sounds casual. Don't make it sound super formal. As an example, when I when I call a friend of mine, I wouldn't say, "Hello, is this Mr. Eric Chupp? Because I don't talk to people that way. You'd say, say, yo, Butterchup, what's up? What up, Butterchup? <laughs> no, I'd say, hey, is this Eric? That's what I would say. So the script should say, hey, is this Eric? It shouldn't say, hello, is Mr. Eric Chup there? The reason for my call is I'm calling on behalf of yada, yada. You don't say that. And then second thing is, when you're making the calls, you need to record those calls so that you can make sure that the casualness comes across in the voice. Because a script could be well-written, but if you don't sound casual, that's a, that's a problem. Okay. And then the third move is you want to make a list of the rude questions you always get asked by the gatekeeper. You know they're going to ask them, so you might as well write them down. And they're always going to say, what's this call in regards to? What's this call in regards to? Who are you? Is this a sales call? They're already going to have the same questions. So you might as well take the time to build it into the script. And if you attend our next in-person workshop in December, you go to thrivetimeshow.com to book your tickets for our December event. We devote almost two hours of the workshop to building cold call scripting, and, and we have systems for that. And also, Eric Chubb, I would encourage your, your client, we could send them some best practice recorded calls right. of our teammates actually getting through gatekeepers so they could hear it. But now I'm going to pass it to our Monday morning quarterback, the man who knows the fourth move, the, the fifth man. move, and the 18th move, Dr. Robert Zellner. You know, I got my gatekeepers pretty good at trying to pick up the casual stuff. Because ah. the move was people would call up there and they'd say, hey, hey, uh, I'm, is, Bob, is Bob around today? Is the R factor there? Yeah, and anytime, <laughs> anytime someone dropped the B word, Bob, Bob, my gatekeeper knew immediately. No one calls you Bob. You went too casual on the call because nobody calls me Bob. And they'd be like, oh, really? 
Yeah, Bob's a good friend of mine. I'm just wondering if, he, if he's, you know, he, he's around I always, today. I always got through when so I said, "It's always a good friend." Hey, you know? is bro there, bro? You know, bro. bro. Hey, bro. <laughs> Bob, Bob's my bro. Who, who are you talking about? You and know, they, they Doc knew, bro. It, they knew instantly that it, that it wasn't. So if they didn't refer to me as a name that they knew my friends referred to me as, they knew. Boom. They they, they caught that casual right up so front. So what was you know? your, what was your advice there? What would be your advice, Doctor Z? Help, help, help Tulsa well, see I, clearly about twenty twenty. One, one of the ways you get by that gatekeeper is if it's really a big top. When you say top one hundred, right? I mean, it was like one to ten top draft picks. I mean, these are big deals. Big kahunas. Gifts are always a fun thing. Gifts, mm. gifts, gifts are always a fun thing because a lot of times, not only it's not always, but sometimes the gatekeeper is also a pseudo decision maker. Ooh, now that Ooh. sounds that may sound a little like what, what? you know. So it may be a personal assistant. It may be someone that really has that person's ear. Ah. So you want to, you, you know, for lack of a better term, wine and dine them. You want to give them some gifts. You want to give. You want to show them the. You want to win them over. You want to win them over. You want to win them over because a lot of times they are a key person or a, they are a decision maker. Mark, because this is uh, Clay up here, Doctor Zellner's office. Ah, I've got some gifts for you. Hope it doesn't creep you out, but uh, give me a call back. Boop. Would you recommend a voicemail like that? Yeah, but yeah, maybe not quite like that. <laughs> down a peg, just down one peg. Because what'll happen is maybe what you're trying to sell to that to the boss is is maybe not that big a deal to him. You know, like who right. does who who vacuums or carpets, who mops the thing, who cuts the grass, who does this, who does that, who do, you know whatever it is. I mean, to him it may be that it's not that big a deal. I mean, he's he's got higher level things up here he's worrying about, right? right. But you need his yes for you to get the business. But a lot of times he'll look at that gatekeeper, i.e. his personal assistant or the person answering the phone and go, hey, what do you think? Who's doing that for us now? What's a non-creeper gift? A what? What's a non-creeper gift? If you're given gifts, I mean, what's a non-creeper gift? I mean, what's a gift where you say, that wasn't creep? You know, the, uh, Cindy, Sarah, Kevin, Carl, someone answers the phone for this guy. They're the gatekeeper. A no, gift, a, cookies. A, yeah, a gift card to, uh, you know, a coffee house, a, um, find, out what their, find out what their favorite restaurant is and get them a gift card to it. So not like sensual candles. Yeah, or, or massage oils, <laughs> flavored massage oils. Those are probably not the gift you want to you want you want to go with. But you know, like you you find out that like Starbucks, you you give a Starbucks gift card, you know, and they're like oh. flavored flavored oils. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Clay's like, losing it. Oh no. Do you like cocoa or mango better? You, 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 you know, you ordered you ordered from the wrong edible arrangements. <laughs> okay, all right, we're moving on. All right, so move number six. <laughs> Woo, that just happened. Gotta get wow. Back. Move number okay, six. We're, now, we're, we're through the gatekeeper. I promise you want to <laughs> stop lamenting about things. See, bad <laughs> things happen, but some people can never get over them. They just talk about them over and over and over and over for years. It's sad. Some people just care. They actually have a literal bag. You may not be able to it's invisible, but they have a bag, and in that bag, they have stuffed every bad thing that's happened to them. And if given the chance, they will sit down with you over a cup of coffee or lunch or dinner, and they will, one by one, pull those out of their bag and line them up on the table and tell you about each and every bad experience that's happened to them. Everything was good just before we switched the manager back in 87. 87. Yeah. Billy, Since Billy, then, it's 20 years. So the 30th anniversary coming up of things being bad here. Yeah. So stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. We're going to teach you how to stop lamenting and move on. I'm a business coach. Do you want to learn how to build a successful business? Or do you want to live in a red van down by the river? In a van down by the river. In a van down by the river. In a van down by the river. All right, Thrive Nation. 
information, if you choose to want to live in a band down by the river on the left coast of the Arkansas River like we do, who are we to judge? Especially if you want to live outside in a red van by the river. We, we really would not judge you. But this show, in all sincerity, is dedicated to helping you achieve your financial goals. And you can't get your goals done if you can't get things done. So we're talking today about the art of getting things done. Now, move number six, stop lamenting about things. And I'm going to give you a, a serious example followed by a light example, but they're both examples. Back when I used to run the DJ call center, we switched to a new phone system. Now, Z, you'll remember these phone systems used to be like $25,000. Like, they were crazy. It wasn't like today's phone systems where you pay 30 bucks a month. I mean, you had to move in a huge oh, piece yeah. of Commitment. hardware yeah. and apparatus. So I switched phone systems. When I do, it gave us the benefit of being able to record calls, to transfer calls, and it gave us a lot of new features. But one of our... Um, lowest performing salespeople they're kind of the mid low they were they were they were profitable but they weren't that great they kept bringing it up at every meeting going yeah you know the on hold music it's quieter than it used to be it's just quieter and i'm going i understand that and we've cranked up the volume as high as we can go and you are the only person who's commented on this, and I know that it's something that you value, and I appreciate you bringing it up. But we're going to move on. It became a joke because every meeting we always asked, you know, what are some ways we can improve the DJ company? And I'm not kidding. Every meeting they would go, yeah, um, the the volume is it seems quieter um, overall, just there on the on when you hear it on hold, you know. And it just I want to just bring that up. And that was all they would do every week, and they were like the upset move because they were just so. Upset. Well, then I said, hey, you know, your sales haven't improved at all. They're not going down. They haven't improved. They said, yeah, so can you put someone on hold, though, to check availability? I think it kills rapport because people just, they're just not the energy they're used to be. And they, it's just like they're lamenting. They're constantly reliving and dramatizing a bad event. It wasn't even that bad of an event. And then I see other people like last year, a lot of people know this if you listen to the show. You know, my father passed away on September 5th of last year, and it was awful. But I also, I'm a guy who believes in heaven, so I believe my dad is in a great, great place right now. But you know what? It's not a pleasant thought thinking about your father passing away from ALS. Yeah. But at the same time, you've got to move on. You've got to say, you know what? This is what Tom Clark stood for. This is what he died. You know, this he was a great guy, great example. I'm going to put a picture of him up on my wall in the man cave. Going to think about him often. I know he's up in heaven smiling down on me. But I can't bring it up all the time as an excuse for not being motivated or not being driven. Or why is it God blessing my business? I've got to eventually move on. And see, I just feel like whether it's a deep thing or a shallow thing we've got to learn to move on well if you're listening out there right now and there's somebody in your life there's something that's happened in your life whether it's business or personal um it can affect you know e either one it, it all affects us kind of the same and you're mad at them if you're mad at anybody right now i would challenge you i'm going to throw out the thrive time show challenge i don't Ooh. often throw one of these out Ooh. Claytron Clark. But I'm going to throw out a challenge to you, to you to truly forgive that person. Yeah, but you don't know what they did. I know. And I really don't want to know, and I don't want to hear about but it. But their head's already on a spike, and they've already <laughs> taxidermied it. <laughs> I want you to forgive them, because being mad at someone for whatever they did, you may be driving your car and just got cut off right now. You might be someone... You know, gypped you out of a deal. I mean, someone could have stolen from you. Someone could, someone could have really done you wrong. You Which, might have changed your playlist to hear the song. I've been thinking about you. Thinking about you. And you're just thinking about it all the time, just angry. Because just angry. Un unforgiveness in your heart 
does nothing to them. It just causes you stress and strain, physical and emotional, takes a toll on you. So it's, a, it's easy to say, I know when you're in the heat of the battle and something goes wrong to you, I know it's, it's hard to do it, and it's, it's, it's much funner, it seems like, sometimes to take that wrong and shove it in your bag. Shove it in the bag. And then the next time you have lunch with your friends, pull it out and go, look, look what happened to me. <laughs> look at this. How bad is this? Look at this. And they'll look at it, and they'll all agree with you. Go, oh, man, that's horrible. That's wow, bad. They, he wow. did that to you? That is something really, really bad. That's terrible. It's terrible, man. You should I can write see a post so on upset. Facebook, man. Yeah, you should do. You should start a blog on that. Well, I commented and- <laughs> on your comment, man. It's crazy, man. Um, but my point is, is that uh, you need to forgive. If you can't forgive, there's professional help out there to help you walk you through that process. Because you know what? A lot of times people are like, "Man, I, I've tried. I just can't do it." So what do you do? Well, you just don't go around the rest of your life with the "I can't get it done." You you find a professional that can help you with that. There's professional counselors out there that can help walk you through that process, how it looks like, what it feels like, and and you know, for you to go maybe through the grieving process of, of what's happened to you and get through it to acceptance and go on in your life because there's nothing less fun than sitting down with a buddy or a friend or acquaintance or somebody you know where they just continuously pull out these <laughs> these issues that they just will Can I ask you this? Won't get can, over. Can I can I can I go into just I can I go one step past the line with the permission to maybe come back if it's too far. Okay, but I got my taser though and I got new batteries <laughs> in it, so watch out. Have, when was when when have, I mean have, what is it an example where you've just been so screwed? It's like Bob Vila Mm-hmm. And you don't have to get all the details, but one where you're like, man, and then you, it really, I mean, you had to really work at it to move, to get over it. I mean, what was the less, less than a week, less than a week ago. Really? And uh, yeah, I've already feel like I have forgiven the person, even a though week? it's still an ongoing thing, to be honest with you. I feel like I've forgiven the person and I kind of put myself in their shoes and kind of realized, okay, I, you know, I can see maybe why you, you know, did that. <laughs> but you know, that's beside the point. You did it and you don't have to do it. I mean, it's because you make a mistake doesn't mean that the person you made a mistake to has the ability, the right... And here's the way I describe it, Clay, real quickly. Yeah, I want to hear this. Is that when you make a mistake, you're basically handing someone a hammer and saying, here, now you have the right to hit me. You know, I, I screwed up. We, we messed up your glasses. We, we didn't get your exam correct. We, we you know, whatever. You know, now you hear, here's, you know, I cut you off. I'm sorry I didn't see you, but, you know, I cut you off. So now you hand that person the hammer. And we're always shocked when they hit us because you're kind of going, oh, most people are nice. We live in the Midwest. I mean, we don't have a lot of car honking. We don't have a lot of, you know, people making hand gestures to you or yelling at you because we live in, you know, we're the Bible Belt. Come right, on. Right, you know? Right. And so when they do, you're always kind of like, <gasps> oh, my gosh, that, that, customer hit me with the hammer and when you forgive somebody do you forget and then immediately let them back into your life or how do you process no no i don't you know because the the thing about it i've learned is that people change seldom and that you know you can't control what they do you can only control how close they are to you in your life and so a person who does certain things that irritate you or make you mad you can't what what you need to do is then you need to distance yourself from that person because you're not going to change their you're not going to change the way they do their life. Eric Chubb has a hot question. Butter well, Chubb? You mean yeah, Butter Chubb? I, I, I've, I've got a thought on this that it's helped me learning some of these things from you guys. If you're lamenting on something, that makes me think that possibly you don't have that bigger goal, that higher goal that you're focused on. You're thinking about these small-term emotional things, and you're not focused in the right direction. So you either need to refocus yourself on your big why, your big goal that you're going after, or set one in the first place. And that way you have something to kind of help you push away those short-term emotions or, or those feelings of resentment or whatever, because you don't care anymore, because you've got a bigger focus that you're, that you're, you're looking for. To. Now, the big value of this show, and in my opinion, is you can learn from mentors and try to avoid a lot of mistakes. And so move number seven is to get things done 
to get more things done, to accomplish more goals, you want to start to learn from mentors so you can avoid those mistakes. When we come back, I want to get Coach Calvert's take on this. I want to hear his feedback as a business owner of maybe some ways in his life he's been able to learn from mentors to avoid some mistakes. Maybe if he could go back and coach his younger self, maybe ways he would have got more mentorship faster. I just want to get his take on that because I think there's so many people listening to the show who are in a mentor-free zone. You're in a bad spot right now because you are running everything by a committee of you, followed by you and a board of you, and you're running ideas by you, and the ideas aren't working, but you're loyal to dysfunction. Year after year, you're not growing, and you just keep looking in the mirror going, this is going to be it. Here we go. This is my thing. But maybe you need a mentor. It's a Thrive Time Business Coach radio show. Stay tuned. It's like Steve Martin meets Steve Forbes. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Because I am a wild and crazy guy. Yes, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio, your place to go to get the knowledge that you need to know to grow. You see, so many people out there, we're, we're starving our business because we don't, we're not, we're not feeding our business the knowledge that we need. We, we, we are doing the same task year after year looking for a different result, and we're, we're not changing anything. We're doing the same wrong activity. We're, we're, not, we're not building checklists. We're not building systems. We don't know how to optimize our website. We're not getting the business profitable. We're not looking at our pro forma. We don't even know what the word pro forma is. We're not, we're not hosting weekly meetings. We're not holding people accountable. We don't have key performance indicators for people. We don't know what we're doing. And so every year we get further behind in our taxes, more stressed, and then eventually we have a breakdown. Oh. Oh. And that's typically when we're looking for a breakthrough. And our hope is to help you have some breakthroughs Previous to the breakdowns, thus we record this show live every day from 12 to 2. And we're teaching today specifically about the art of getting things done. How do you get more things done? If we all have 24 hours in a day, how come some people get so much more done every day and some people can't seem to clean out the garage? So move number seven, learn from mentors to avoid mistakes. Brian Tracy, the best-selling author, the internationally renowned speaker, the author of over 70 books, he writes... No one lives long enough to learn everything they need to know learning for, or starting from scratch. To be successful, we absolutely positively have to find people who've already paid the price to learn the things that we need to learn to achieve our goals. Coach Calvert with scorebball.com. Tell me how in your business career, how have you been able to learn from mentors to avoid mistakes? Well, I'm a huge believer in mentors. Right now, I'm re- I read four devotionals every morning. I read my Bible every day. I uh, am reading four books right now that I'm reading through and I'm different phases of them. So I'm trying to learn all the time and grow all the time. It's very important to me. And I teach my staff to do the same thing. And we talk about our books every Monday that we're reading. The big thing for me was when I first became a bit, 22 years ago, for 15 years, I went through business working extremely hard, but not extremely smart. Mm. And it took me uh, sitting down with yourself where I changed my business plan, I changed my how we build everybody. Uh, I got rid of our office person. I yeah. got rid of a coach. Uh, we hired the right people. You know, one thing I would say that working with you that was interesting is you have a good, you had a good product, a good service, and so that part is the hard part in my opinion. 
And what happened was in uh, basketball, um, it's specifically with scorebball.com, you have a, a demand for your services. So, um, but what happened was is people just couldn't find you on the internet, so they didn't know you existed. So you lived, you lived almost entirely off of word of mouth, and you could do that because you were good enough as a coach, but there was no internet presence. And then furthermore, the billing system, you were still taking you know, checks and cash from a lot of families. And unfortunately, I'd say one out of four people uh, can't figure out the concept of paying on time. And so you're a good guy, and you'd have to chase people down and go, hey, you know, you haven't paid me in three months. You know, could you drop by a check? And then they would forget. And it was like you would spend at least three quarters of your week chasing checks and then one quarter coaching basketball. And now you're kind of getting back in the groove where you get to focus on basketball again. Well, life is so much easier now because I don't have to spend all that time on the business part of it. It's all set up. It's all ready to go. So now I just get to enjoy doing the things that I, I actually enjoy doing, which is the coaching part of it, the mentoring part of it. Now, Dr. Z, move number eight, I want to get your feedback on this because this is one that you do well, and maybe the word I'm using for this is too harsh, so you, you can kind of correct me here, but cut negative team and family members out of your life. Now, neg- when I say cut, that's a strong word, negative, we could clarify, but you seem to have found the balance, and I'm not saying that you're perfect, I've just watched it from afar, but you seem to have found the balance to not have repetitively super negative people in your daily schedule? I mean, are you totally idiot-free? Probably not. But how have you been able to do that where you, you say, okay, this, this, I understand how this relationship's going to go. I understand how this is going to go. How have you been able to maybe cut or, or, or push out, or how have you been able to keep chronically negative people out of your reoccurring schedule? Um, I'm being purposeful. I mean, that's the thing about it is you have to, it's difficult, it's challenging, Especially when someone has gotten close to you and then you feel like, "Uh uh-oh, this person is not a person I want close to me. And there's a lot of reasons. They can be, you know, a lot of times they can be very needy. They can kind of, they can be mean. Mm -hmm. They can be jealous. They can be feeling a lot of negative things that they can be. And then for you, you're not, here's the thing about it is I've, I've seen it so many times that people are like, Hey, you know what? Um, this employee—that's my my now my office manager—and so they have access to me, and they're, I'm around them a lot, and we're meeting a lot. And they're just so negative, though. You know, they're just—I didn't realize how negative they were. I'm going to change. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take it upon myself to change them. Yeah, you're you're going to change the world like Eric Clapton. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so you know, you you try to change them. You do, and you come in, you ask them questions. Hey. What's a great thing going on in your life today, right? And they go, well, that's the move. And this is what they'll typically say: that kind of personality. Well, we're alive. Yeah, I'm just killed that conversation. Six yeah, feet, I'm. Woo, you know, I'm, I'm above ground. Yeah, I'm above ground. And so then you, you're sitting and thinking, I can do this. I'm gonna now. That's my new goal is to take this person and make them a positive person. And I'm telling you what, that is a very challenging thing to do. Now, if you're a life coach, if you are a life coach, I mean, coach here is a coach, but he's a basketball coach. Right. Right. And Chep over here, he's a, a business coach. Right. They're, they're really not life coaches. And so it, it's a challenging thing. And so what happens is all of a sudden you, you're spending more energy and trying to get this person positive or maybe trying to eradicate the negative things they're doing in your life. And finally, you're looking at yourself going, well, I don't have to do this. You know, I don't have to have this person be my manager. I don't have to spend the time that I'm spending with this person. I don't have to let them have the access they have into my life. Um, you know, I had a family member once come up to me and say, hey, man, um, you know, I, I wish I wish you know, my family spent more time with me. And I looked at them straight up and I said, well, you need to be nicer. And they're like, what? I said, 
dude, you're, you're not very nice. People don't want to be around mean. And so if you continue to be mean, I'm just being honest with you. And so if you really want people to be around you more, then be nicer. And if you don't, then continue on the way you are. But that's the reason why. You know, it's not some big conspiracy that we all got together and said, hey, everybody forget about Cousin Billy, you know, because he's, you know, just forget. You know, let's let's, let's uh, pick mess- on Billy. This let's message is for Robert. Uh, this is uh, Clay on behalf of the Illuminati calling. Uh, let's uh, push away Billy. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we don't, the families don't get together and say, you know what? Uh, no, what happens is, is that you leave a trail as you go through life. And so if you're leaving a negative trail, um, the smart people don't want to be around that. The smart people don't want to be around the what I call the the vampires. You know, they just want to suck the the energy and the, the joy and the now, out of you. You know. Here are two notable quotables to hammer home what you just said. The first one is from Tim Ferriss. He's a guy who wrote smart the Four Hour Work yep. Week. Um, he's a guy who's one of the early investors in Twitter. Never heard of it. Facebook, nope. Striking nope. out. Evernote, nope. <laughs> Uber, nope. Wouldn't use it. Nope. What? Uh, he says a person's success in life can usually be measured by the number of uncomfortable conversations he or she is willing to have. So I'm asking you today, what is an uncomfortable conversation you might have to have to tell somebody, hey, I need you to turn the frown upside down, smile for a while, or we're moving out. Now, the next notable quote is from Oprah. Now, Oprah was a, a, a lady who was unfortunately um, molested at the age of 14. She was raped repeatedly by her own family, and she actually gave birth and had a miscarriage And at the age of 14. Wow. And Oprah decided that she was going to change who she's around, and that involved her no longer connecting or talking to in any way her own family. And Oprah says, surround yourself with only people who are going to lift you up higher. Now, if Oprah... If anybody has a reason to be upset or to stay negative or to talk about the past, that would be Oprah. But she decided to turn that bitterness into betterness. And my, and my what an unbelievable uh, yeah, uh, career she's story. built. And, and, and just I encourage you to Google search Oprah and read her story because everybody has a reason to be negative, but it's up to you to decide whether that reason is going to be uh, enough to validate your negativity. You've got you to use it as a reason to turn the frown around, become a positive person. Now, as always, Z, we have four ways... Four do specific t- ways t- to help every single entrepreneur. Now, they're all available to you at thrivetimeshow.com. Oh, by, by, before you start on the, on the oh, four, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. if you didn't hear the whole show, download this podcast and listen to it early. We had a very successful businessman on who's actually running for public office. Great story, great thing. So get on the podcast, thrivetimeshow.com. Go ahead. Go absolutely, ahead. absolutely. Check out Kevin Stitt's story at thrivetimeshow.com. We have four ways to help you. All available at thrivetimeshow.com. The first way is the podcast. It's always free. You can always get it at thrivetimeshow.com. Be a great American. And I ask you, I, I ask you, I request for you. Think of who do you know in your life that needs to hear this show and share a link with them today. Be, be, be an encourager. Move number two. You can find the world's most effective and affordable business school available at thrivetimeshow.com. Three, if you need a one-on-one business coach and mentor in your life, and everybody does, go to thrivetimeshow.com and sign up for your free consultation. And finally, book your tickets for the December workshop. Tickets are selling fast, and we encourage you to participate at thrivetimeshow.com. Now, Z, as always, we like to end the show in a ceremonious way with a lot of pageantry, a lot of... A, a, lot, lot, of, of, a lot of pageantry. A lot of pageantry. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Kind of fun pageantry. Here we go. Ready? Three, Three two, two, one. Boom! Boom.